Hi, welcome to Life of Love Ministries podcast. This is Rhonda Johnson. I hope you have a wonderful Passover uh, this season and a blessed and happy Resurrection Day uh, coming up. Our article this week and the message that I'll be doing on Sunday is entitled Cynical or Saved? And I'm taking a look at the two thieves who hung on either side of Jesus as he hung on the cross. In Luke 23, verses 26 through 43, uh, we read the account of Jesus on the cross. And verse 39 says, One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you're under the same sentence? We are punished justly, for we're getting what we deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. One thief just looked at the, the evidence, and that was this man is hanging on a cross just as I am, so he must be guilty, and he mocked, made fun of Jesus. And the other one had a moment of clarity. The other one was open to take in the facts, weigh the evidence, and make a decision. And after seeing Jesus and hearing his words, no doubt they heard Jesus say, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And after hearing this and hearing Jesus' heart and his tone, he decided to believe that he was the Christ. He was the Messiah. He was God's son. And even further into that, he's able to see that Jesus is guiltless. I think that's fascinating that he knew we're guilty, but this man is not. I mean, he really did allow the Holy Spirit to reveal Jesus to him in a great measure because he was able to see that this man was the sinless son of God, the the Messiah. Um, I looked just a little bit to try to find out about these thieves, and it's believed that they were Jewish, um, not devout, not practicing, not faithful in the temple, but that they probably were travelers that were just going through through Jerusalem and had committed crimes. But one thief was cynical, and one thief received the Lord and got saved, or was saved from his sins. And I've spoken with people about this before, and I mentioned this in the article that some people like to take the, you know, what seems to be the high road. They're above it all. They're above religion in general. And, you know, they don't, they're not going to make a choice. They, they can see all sides of the issue. They can see that, you know, some want to believe and that's okay if you want to believe, some say. And yet, you know, some who are skeptical and who feel like they don't need God, they have the attitude of being a self-made man or a self-made woman. They don't really subscribe to the whole religion thing because that has a little bit of an air of weakness. And they're right, it does. Because to come to the Lord one has to humble themselves 
and realize their need for a savior. And to some, that just seems a little bit weak. And to some, they're cynical and they feel like that they're above that need. And that's so sad because in allowing ourselves to realize our need for a savior, we actually receive the power and the ability to live a really full and blessed life that those who reject the Lord and reject the idea that he's God's son, they never get to experience that. But one thief did get to experience that. And Jesus told him, today you'll be with me in paradise. Paradise was a place that is referred to at times as the place of departed spirits or Sheol. And it has several different references throughout the word. But Jesus went down to paradise. Um, we see in Isaiah 61 where, where Jesus came to set the captives free. Until the time that Jesus died and went down to paradise, or some would say hell, until it, it actually isn't hell, though. It's actually a holding place where all people, all souls went to wait. And what were they waiting for? They were waiting for God's son. They were waiting for the Messiah to come. And what happened is when Jesus died, he went down to Sheol into the place of departed spirits or paradise. And he preached to the captives. He preached and told them that he was the son of God and that he died for their sins. And he allowed them to have an opportunity to believe in him so that they could go and be in glory with him and, and be in heaven with him. Now, you and I in this time, when we die, we don't go to a holding place we go immediately to to face the Lord. And um, our, our fate is determined here on this earth by making a decision for the Lord or by rejecting the Lord. And then we go immediately to our to, to, to see the Lord and be with him. But Jesus went and preached to the those who were waiting for him including this man who was on the cross, including this thief who was, who was there, who, who had already decided to believe in him. Jesus replied to him and said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, In the time of my favor I heard you, and in the day of salvation I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. We don't know how much time we have on this earth. We know that every human has a preset number of days. God has predetermined how many days we'll be able to live on this earth. And we don't know when our end time, we don't know our expiration date, if you will. But the Lord does. And so he says, at different times in different ways throughout the word that today is the day to receive him today right now what we have we don't have yesterday we can't change yesterday tomorrow isn't promised but we have today and so this idea of putting things off or taking care of that before we die 
that opportunity isn't promised. There's no guarantee that we'll have an opportunity to give our heart to the Lord or make things right before we die. But we do have right now. Rick Warren said in a recent article, he said that the mortality rate of humans is 100%. <laughs> I thought that was really good. We're all going to breathe our last breath one day, and we will be in the exact situation that these thieves were in. We will be faced with the end of our lives. So will we have more in common at that time with the thief who believed or with the cynical one? Will we still be, you know, if those of us who are more doubtful and who have trouble believing, will we still be questioning things? Will we still be weighing things out? Will we still be holding things out or having a little bit of rebellion against God because we didn't get our way one day? Or are we going to accept the Lord today, the day that we have? One of the thieves allowed the spirit of wisdom to show him who the Lord was, to show him that he was God's son. I hope that if you're listening to me, that you will put down any rebellion or disappointments. Anything that we think is a disappointment in God is really a misunderstanding on our part. God is good. He has never had anything except good in mind for us. And if we think otherwise, then we are mistaken. We've misunderstood things and don't understand how, how things happened. And if we think that we have anything to blame the Lord for, then we certainly are misled. We certainly do not understand because God only wants what's good for us. He only wants to bless us. And so I just encourage you to reassess and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. If you have, it almost feels silly for me to say this, but if you have something in your heart that you is like a grudge against God and you identify with the cynical thief on the cross, please reconsider. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand and pray like the man prayed in, in Mark who said, I believe. Lord, help my unbelief. If you have trouble believing because of some misunderstanding between you and God, let me tell you, you're the one that's wrong. And I, and I say that respectfully, but the Lord has, has not done anything to us except all that is needed to give us a good life and good eternity after this life. But being doubtful and cynical is easy. There isn't, you know, it doesn't take any study. It doesn't take any courage or wisdom. Being cynical is just letting your flesh and your raw self have its way in your life. And that's just completely, un I mean, that's just an undone, uncreated life, in my opinion. But Jesus died for us. And because he died for us, we can actually go into God's presence. He made the way. He became, Jesus became the door for us. And so if we're living a doubting and cynical life, then we're wasting the opportunities that we have. 
to experience the presence of God and to be able to be with God in prayer. Jesus is the door to God's presence. It's through Jesus and his name that we pray and that we enter into God's presence. Jesus went into the holy place in heaven and used his blood that was shed for us. And he put his blood on the altar that had had previously needed an animal sacrifice to atone or pay for the sins of God's people. And that had to be done annually. Jesus' blood only needed to be applied one time. And he made payment for our sins for all eternity. All of the sins we will ever create, people who haven't been born yet, their sins are covered by the blood of Jesus. And to qualify for this payment, we just acknowledge that he is God's son. Ask him to forgive us of our sins. And allow him and invite him to come and live in our hearts. When he does that, he brings it with him. He brings with him the spirit of God to live in us, to help us to have peace, to help us to overcome our weaknesses and our failures, and to help us to live a life that's worthy of Jesus' blood. But Jesus proved everything he said. He proved that he was God's son he proved that he was sinless, that he was both God and man. He proved that God loved us. He proved that it was God's will for us to be in close relationship with him. He proved everything that he said when he rose from the dead. That empty tomb on Resurrection Sunday is the absolute proof that Jesus was God's son that he died for our sins, that we have a way to be forgiven of our sins and be made right with God. So if you tend to lean more towards the cynical, I hope that you'll ask the Lord to help you. And if you are thinking about this today and you think, well, today is a good day to give my heart to God since tomorrow is not promised then I want to pray in just a moment and give you an opportunity to ask the Lord to come into your heart. And if you would like for us to pray with you, I hope that you will email us at rondajohnsonministries at gmail.com and let us make an appointment to speak with you in person and have prayer with you. Let's pray now. Father, thank you for this time that we focus on you. Thank you for this season. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your son to make things right so that there's no distance, so that there's no strain in our relationship, so that we can be close to you and so that we can have a blessed and wonderful life. Thank you so much, Lord, for all that you've done for us. For those who wish to give their hearts to you today, I pray, Lord, that they would just ask for you to forgive them of their sins. And I ask, Lord, that they would invite you to come into their hearts and to help them to be new and to live to please you now instead of pleasing themselves. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would just come into their hearts like a pent-up flood 
and help your righteousness, your peace, and your joy to lead their lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for becoming the Passover lamb. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for raising from the dead to live forever in heaven so that we can join you someday. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend and remember that Jesus being raised from the dead is proof. Have a wonderful day. Thank you again for listening to Life of Love Ministries podcast.